Hello, may I come in? I am Chef Boyardi. Perhaps you have seen my picture on Chef Boyardi products at your grocers. Today I want to tell you about a wonderful dinner for three. A dinner that only costs about 15 cents a serving. It's my own Chef Boyardi spaghetti dinner with meat sauce or mushroom sauce. It all comes in one carton. A full half pound of tender, quick cooking spaghetti, 10 full ounces of rich, tasty sauce, and to top it off, a whole can of zippy grated cheese. A wonderful food. So ask your grocer for Chef Boyardi spaghetti dinner with meat or mushroom sauce, won't you? And look for other Chef Boyardi products. They're also delicious, they're also nourishing, and they help keep the cost of your meals down. Chef Boyardi's products are at best grocers. Ask for Chef Boyardi's spaghetti dinner. Only about 15 cents a serving. While we remain knee-deep in quarantine, we all scramble to our cabinets looking for things that are filling and easy to make. This week, in part one of an ongoing series, we take a look into everyone's favorite chef growing up. This is the story of Chef Boyardi. This is Toys for Us. All of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, all of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, all of my best friends are toys. They changed the ravioli recipe recently, and now they kind of really? fucking suck. I I don't know if I've ever had the ravioli. I'm a SpaghettiOs girl. Oh, wow. Like, Heretic. Just absolutely, hopelessly devoted to SpaghettiOs. Oh my god, if you think that I'm not gonna fucking... I know you are. Okay, good. Hopelessly devoted to SpaghettiOs. I know. Like you ever seen the you ever seen the movie Kung Pao? No. It's like uh, it's like a Japanese action movie that a comedian dubbed over, and he made the evil villain really? laugh like. First, a joke. What do you get when you cross an owl with a bungee cord? My ass. <laughs> Enough! The, I feel any, like I sound like that. Any, any time there's children in the movie, all they say is... God. Okay. Hello, and welcome back once again to the Toys R Us podcast, the weekly history class on a bit of nostalgia that leaves you daydreaming about the past. My name is Richard Hunt, and with me once again is my quarantine co-host, Heather. It me. It you. Yeah. It you. I just Uh, want to Photoshop Pennywise makeup on your face now. Please don't. It me. Um, so this is a series? Yeah, because, I mean, just not, like, in parts, not like next week is Hershey's, but uh, we will be doing more food. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought this was, like, part one of the 16-part Chef Boyardee (laughs) series. And I was like, oh. The Chef Boyardee expose. 
Yeah. Behind the music, <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> What's in the fucking cans, man? Yeah. No, just the one part, Chef Boyardee. Like, just up top. He's not a pedophile, No, right? no, 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 no. He's, he's... Thank God. Green across the board. What a good guy. We're done with pedophiles for a while, I hope. You never fucking know. Literally, you never know. Literally. I go into a toy yeah. thinking, okay, what could this possibly be? Oh, okay. <laughs> he was a Nazi. Pedophilia oh, again. Oh, okay. Awesome. He was a pedophile. I'm sure someday we'll toe the line and we'll have a pedophile Nazi that was a toy creator. Who the fuck knows? Oh, I bet. It honestly wouldn't I be the weirdest bet. thing I've learned this year. <laughs> what is the weirdest thing you've learned this year? Uh, that Alice in Wonderland was written for uh 11 year old girl i wish i hadn't asked honestly that was a mistake that was a mistake (laughs) 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 oh that's my favorite bit ever i know i know Mm -hmm. that piss bitch Mm. what an inappropriate episode all all All, all, yeah all around um Let's get into some more appropriate things. You ready? Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. We start our story on October 22nd, 1897. And let me get this out of the way right now. I'm going to sound so much like Lieutenant Aldo Rain during this episode because there is a really? lot of Italian and I am not gifted with that tongue. It's just going to be a lot of bonjour, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so we start in the northern Italian region of Italy in Piacenza, Italy, where we meet up with two parents, Giuseppe and Maria Boiardi. Uh, they just welcome to the world a baby boy, Ettore Boiardi. Okay. Which Dominic de Coco. Uh, Dominic the Christmas Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> fucking audio cue you know um jokingly or maybe not they say that he played with a whisk as a rattle and grew up with a love for food which i feel like if you are italian and you don't grow up with a love for food something went wrong there they're gonna throw you out yeah you're excommunicated that's literally it's throw the baby out with a pasta water (laughs) (laughs) With the strainer, yeah. 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 Um, at the age of 11, he was working as an apprentice chef at the local La Croce Bianca restaurant. Uh, although his duties were confined to non-cooking odd jobs, such as potato peeling and dealing with the trash. Well, you gotta start somewhere. He's the trash man! Uh, at 16 years old, on May 9th, 1914, he arrived at Ellis Island aboard the ship La Lorraine. And his brother Paolo, Paul Boyardi, went to work in the kitchen at the Plaza Hotel in New York City. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bougie. Bougie. Anytime I think about it, though, you just think about Home Alone, too. Guests of the new celebrity Ding Dang Dong stay at the world-renowned Plaza Hotel. New York's most exciting hotel experience. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-759-3000. Uh, 
Eventually, he worked his way up to becoming the head chef. And by 1915, Hector, which is like the fucking anglicized version of Ettore. America sucks. <laughs> hey, we know your name is Ettore. I'm going to call you Hector. Like, I can't say that. You're like, what? Yeah, but let me Definitely let me meet your daughter, Michaela. Right. Okay. With like a bunch of unnecessary vowels. In yeah, it. yeah. There's like 13 A's. Mm-hmm. Look, like, where where are all these A's at? In the grades that she was bought. Ooh, oh, nice. hot take. Um. So by 1915, he was in charge of food catering. For the wedding of American President Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Which is a, uh, just a weird little fact. That now you can tell people, hey, did you know that Chef Boyardee was the chef for Woodrow Wilson's wedding? That's amazing. That's some real, like, back alley someone has a gun to your head type situation. Who catered Woodrow Wilson's wedding? You're like, ah, Chef Boyardee. Like, That's wow, like, you, you knew that? I feel like if if someone asked you that question, Chef D would be like your joke answer, like the the first chef yeah, that yeah. popped into like, your head. Uh, uh, chef like, Boyardee? I, uh, Chef Boyardee? Uh, you know, I feel like I would say that to be an asshole. The fucking burglar takes his mask off true. and just like looks at you, like, "Wow, man, respect." Okay, uh, actually, uh, take take all the money I stole tonight. You have you have a great <laughs> night. <laughs> Knowledge is power. Yep. Um, the wedding took place at the Greenbrier Hotel, or the, I guess the reception at least, at the Greenbrier Hotel in West Virginia. Uh, and he later supervised the catering of a homecoming meal for 2,000 World War One soldiers at the White House. Mm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, a few years later, he moved to Cleveland and worked as head chef at the Hotel Winton. The hotel was located at 1012 Prospect Avenue, and it was a well-known hotel at a national level and held one of the first radio programs that was broadcast out of the hotel's famous Rainbow Room, featuring the Rainbow Room Orchestra. Now that's where you get the old-timey voice. (laughs) We're here at the fabulous Rainbow Room. My favorite gay bar. Yeah. Oh, you know goddamn well. (laughs) Yeah. Say, that's a fine-looking fellow over there. (laughs) What did? No homo. What did you just say? (laughs) No. Hey, uh, no homo, but that's a (laughs) fine-looking fellow over there. They're like homo. Yes. What are you talking about? Here in the rainbow room. What are you talking about, Carl? Milk? (laughs) Yes. uh, He's certainly not milk, but man, he is a tall drink of water. (laughs) Um, there were even ice shows at the Winton, where a large ice rink would be built in the restaurant and as patrons ate there they'd be uh, entertained by ice skaters. Now that's some bougie shit. Now that's gay. (laughs) Come on down to the rainbow room. Today only we built an entire (laughs) ass ice rink. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly it sounds lit as fuck. It really does. I don't know why no one's doing that now. Like come on. Yeah. That's awesome. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Um, I got, and I'll put it in the show notes, a menu from his time as head chef there. 
It's just a can of SpaghettiOs. Yeah, literally just one <laughs> can of SpaghettiOs. They serve it on a plate with a garnish. No, nah, but can it's still. like it's cool to see all the prices. So like desserts, there is cold rice pudding for thirty cents. God. Or vanilla ice cream for thirty cents. Please. Uh, poached eggs and chicken liver for ninety cents. Ew. Uh, country ham, red cabbage, red cabbage, and boiled potatoes for a dollar ten. <sighs> if only. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a whole ass chicken for a dollar eighty. You're like, oh, oh, wow, okay. Goddamn. Not, not a bad time. Yeah, except for you know, like all the racism. And yeah, you know, depression and you know, yeah. it's basically. Nothing changes Legally. in one hundred fucking years. Yeah, not not, not very much now. Yeah, uh, in nineteen twenty three, he married Helen Robolowski, and together the couple had one son. At twenty eight years old, in nineteen twenty six, people began to request samples and recipes for his spaghetti sauce, and his reputation grew by word of mouth. Uh, well, they didn't have Twitter. So. No, he basically started an OnlyFans for pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Italian food so much. Like, Italian food is my kink. Honestly. Okay, okay. Send nude-ols. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of OnlyFans, there's the story going around of this uh, female mechanic that was like, Yeah. You heard about it? Oh, yeah. She was going to be, like, the yeah. first master mechanic to work at that branch of Honda, and they found out she had an OnlyFans, and they fired her. It's so disgusting. I Because, I, you know, I read the article, and it mm-hmm. talked about how they were, like, at work and, like, watching her content. Like, yeah. all, you know, and, like, probably calling her a slut and whatever. And it kind of reminds me of this girl I went to high school with who was a, she starred in some porn mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, all the guys were, like, laughing about it and, like, watching it. And, like, someone, one of them even asked me, like, oh, have you seen it? And, like, they would all, like, you know, slut shame her and whatever. I'm like, you guys are watching her content. Right. Like, you, you're literally, do like, she's making money off of you. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can't look down your nose at her while also watching her stuff. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't at you all. Know? They were like, have you seen it? I'm like, no. Um, kind of feels like a violation of privacy because it's not something I'm really interested in watching. Right. So there would be no reason for me to see it. And you guys are just being assholes. You know, like. It, they basically it, it did the business equivalent of, oh, you can't wear spaghetti straps. It's going to distract the boys. Right. It's basically what they fucking did. And she was and yet, smart enough to record audio of them talking about it. That's good. They're like, oh, that's not why we fired her. <sighs> sure. John Cena sure pops in. Are you sure about that? Yeah, but it's like, that's going to blow up in their fucking face because I'm sure she's going to make fucking bank now. And, you know, rightfully fucking so. That's what fucking happened. Yeah, she just, she, her, that that article went viral she's just gonna make more money yeah. off only fans because people are like oh cool i want to see that yeah i mean yep they thought they were really fucking so, her out of a job jokes on you honda now fucking okay. is her job oh yep. fucking honda 
Fuck you, Honda. Ridiculous. So, yeah, uh, OnlyFans of spaghetti sauce. Right. He They actually sold the sauce in empty, cleaned-out glass milk bottles. Oh. Yeah. He likes the environment. He does. He's a smart he cares guy. About, he's, he's a green chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm into it. Prompted by the success of this, he decided to open his own Italian restaurant, Giardino d'Italia, which is the Garden of Italy in English. Oh, that's cute. And uh, business was a booming. Well, I mean, think about it. If you have a really good sauce, yeah, that's key. you have good everything. Yeah, that's key. That's like that's like ninety percent right there yeah. of Italian food. Yeah, is good sauce. if your sauce is garbage, the whole entire meal is shit. Right. Like, nothing is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a pasta dish one time, and the sauce they used was more barbecue sauce than anything else, and I'm like, What? It was not good at all. Not good at all. I love barbecue sauce, but that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's two different different fucking meals entirely. Yuck. Were they white? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds really white. That's like... That's an Italian restaurant in Kentucky. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Hey man, we ran out of spaghetti sauce. What the fuck are we gonna do? I don't know. Get that <laughs> sweet baby raised. I don't know. Put some barbecue sauce on oh, it. Oh man. Slap, slap a fuck. I, I was sitting there, barbecue sauce on my titties. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in 1927, he met and collaborated with two of his restaurant patrons, Morris and Eve Weiner. Mm-hmm. Imagine being uh, <laughs> they're a, they're uh, owners of a chain of self-service grocery stores, and your last name is Wiener. Okay. Come buy your groceries from the Wieners. Don't forget to pick up oh, your Wieners okay. from the Wieners. <laughs> That's about like the only way you could make that work. Like, just go, just lean into it completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. For sure, um, they they wanted to meet with him to start producing his food products on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. So Hector and his brothers Mario and Paolo began to process first sauces and then other foods at a planning uh, at a canning plant for distribution across the United States. Well, they didn't. They didn't put the spaghetti in the recycled milk bottles. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Maybe we need something a little bit more sustainable than this. It's like, um, this looks absolutely horrifying. You just, you just stop. picture like him and his brothers drinking copious amounts of milk to empty the fucking yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like here we are at the bottling plant, like <laughs> God. chugging milk. Yeah, just straight up chug a lug, chug a lug. Remember like mm-hmm. fucking milk chugs from the nineties. God damn it! Yes. What a just like. Hey, you know what kids love? Just straight up fucking chugging milk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, sometimes, you know. It do do be hitting different. There's always that one weird kid that's like, watch me chug this milk, you know? And it's like, I guess, dude. uh, Enjoy having diarrhea later. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, really, it's like, I, uh, uh... Uh, okay. I have a friend named Mike, and every year on his birthday, except this year because, you know, quarantine, they have National Mike Kemper Day, where 
and you can find videos on YouTube where you they go and meet up at a park and proceed to chug an entire gallon of milk and see who throws up see? first. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That stupid shit. But it's uh it's like an annual event that many people look forward to. Last year they dyed the milks. Honestly, okay, so here's this here's this weird thing about me. Okay. I think vomiting is the funniest thing in the whole world and I don't know why. Oh yeah. Like it's hilarious yeah. to me. Absolutely hilarious. And I I don't get it. But so, you know, I probably would get a kick out of it. Oh, you absolutely would. He, he he's the funniest fucking dude. Oh, okay. Um, the popularity of his products led to an expanded factory in 1928, and by 1929, he was selling his spaghetti products nationwide. So he got the hustle. Cool. You know? Yeah, op- definitely. Open up his fucking restaurant He's in 1926, boss, and by 1929, you're fucking nationwide. Man. Yeah. Goals. Killing it. Um... The new company played a major role in introducing Italian food to the U.S. and also changed the way American supermarket shelves were stocked. At the time, when they started Chef Boyardee in 1928, they were the largest importers of Parmesan cheese from Italy. Oh. Yeah, that's, um, according to his great-niece, she wrote a book about the whole family. They were also, for a while, the largest importer of olive oil. Also a good choice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, A decade later in 1938, the Boyardi family moved their company to Milton, Pennsylvania, where they began to grow fresh produce, including tomatoes and mushrooms, for ingredients in their products. Cool. Uh, This is from his great niece again. They had to convince people to change their crops so that they would have enough tomatoes. At the height, when they were in Milton, they were producing about 250,000 cans a day. Wow. That's a fucking shitload. Yeah, it is. Uh, full stop, the best Chef Boyardee product is the Chili Mac. So I know it's a hot take. It's so fucking good. I am so weird. Like, I don't want anything in my mac and cheese. Like, I just want it. It's not, no, it's not mac mac and cheese. It's it's macaroni noodle, but with, like, chili. It's it's fucking good. Macaroni noodles are used for other things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like the Band-Aid brand. Everybody just sees a bandage and says Band-Aid. You hear macaroni, you think, and cheese. Well, I'm like, like, just an absolute whore for mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. That's probably my... On your knees for mac and cheese. Basically. Yeah. It's the, what's the one food you could eat for the rest of your life? Like, if you had just one food you had to eat. Yeah, like mac and cheese. Else, it, mine would be mac and yeah, cheese. There's a, it's very versatile, too. There's a lot you can do with it. Except that I won't, because I'm the pickiest eater in the world. Mm, I don't know. I'm sure I can out outpick you. I really don't think so. <laughs> I really I eat the same thing every day. Listen, I, I've, I've been staying at Sabrina's house, you know death of the family situation and all it's been has been different members of her family roasting me for my love of pizza i woke up from a nap and they're like oh we got your favorite food group I'm like wow okay <laughs> really fucking coming at me here <laughs> all right yeah um 
let's see. It was during this time that Mr. Boyardi uh, began to sell his packaged products with the name Chef Boyardi so that his customers could more easily pronounce his Italian name. Oops. Yeah. Uh, his company was first named Chef Boyardi, which spelled correctly, but found that the customers and salesmen were having a hard time saying his name. So he changed the brand name to the phonetic spelling Boy R D with the hyphens in between each word. Um, oh my god. I know. Eventually they were removed. It's like, this is how you say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now it's just, because you know, stupid. Boy R D, no hyphens. People are fucking stupid. Um, yeah. A quote from him says, Everyone is proud of his own family name, but sacrifices were necessary for progress. Which really sounds like some Adolf Hitler shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sacrifices were necessary for progress. Not not a quote it's you like would the, think would be from fucking Chef Boyardee talking about changing his last name. <laughs> the needs of the many outweigh yes. the needs of the few. Yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous territory. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, war... During the war years, he garnered fame and glory, not to mention a gold medal from the U.S. military. Military, yeah, military. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right. <laughs> the Order of Lenin from the Russian government and a cross of honor, and the title what? and the title King of the Spaghetti Dinner from the Italians. That's made up. You made that up. No, I did not. Not you. They, they did. did. Yeah, King of, King like, of Spaghetti uh, Dinner. We need. To give this man some kind of award, but there isn't one, so we're gonna make one. The king of spaghetti, king of the spaghetti dinner. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I would bend the knee. Seriously. Yeah. Fucking love spaghetti. So good. Also, if you're hearing heavy breathing, it's my dog. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. I didn't think it was you uh, thinking about spaghetti. Like, well, <laughs> honestly, it, it might be. Yeah, big mood. If you hear heavy breathing, it's either me or my dog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Because he created um, and produced field rations for the troops. And beginning in 1942, the Chef RD plant in Milton, Pennsylvania began operating 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to keep up with production demands. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I have to hurry, I have to hurry, to make so much spaghetti, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Give me the raviolis! When they weren't busy with production, Chef Boyardee employees could be seen marching through the streets of Milton during patriotic parades that inspired wartime support. Banners that read, keep them flying, keep them rolling, keep them well fed, conveyed the pride that the employees took in their critical role. That's nice. Hell yeah. Uh, by the time the war was won in 1945, the efforts of everyone at Chef Rarity had not gone unnoticed. And in 1946, employees gathered for a celebration in Milton as Hector was awarded the Gold Star, one of the highest honors a civilian can receive in honor of the company's wartime efforts. That's nice. Right? Yeah. Um, his commitment to his country was surpassed only by his commitment to his employees. And in order to keep the employees who were hired for increased production during the war... He made the difficult decision to sell the company. I don't know. You will never fucking see somebody do that. Rather than fire his employees, he sold his fucking company to make sure that they would still get paid. I wish we had, like, more company owners like that. I know. I I feel like the closest is Ben and Jerry. 
Oh yeah, those dudes are like I've seen so many political posts from them lately, and I'm like, yeah. what timeline is this? <laughs> We're in a timeline when the smart political posts are coming from Ben and Jerry and Insane Clown Posse. Right? What the fuck, fuck is happening? Fucking magnets. How do they work? How do they work? <sighs> Ridiculous. Um, he sold the company for just under $6 million uh, in 1946 to American Home Foods. So back then that was like a gazillion. No, six, $6 million, Someone every every record has that inflated to now. They don't say what the original price was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was he continued to be involved as an advisor in the business for the remainder of his life. Oh, that's good. He died of natural causes on June twenty first, nineteen eighty five, at eighty seven in his home of Parma, Ohio. Survived by his wife Helen and son Mario. He had two grandchildren, and he is buried at All Souls Cemetery in Chardon, Ohio. Interesting. He lived a fucking long-ass life. He did, especially for someone who probably ate a ton of pasta. Oh, I mean, honestly, that should show you that that's the key to life. I'm in. Just fucking... Then again, I mean, like, if you're... Someone like him is probably making it from scratch. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, if you make pasta from scratch and have spaghetti... It's all like natural and stuff. Like that's that true. Stuff. Yeah, you're very right. Um, I'm now gonna rattle off all of the flavors Chef Boyardee has to offer. You have okay. spaghetti and meatballs, meat lovers pasta, mini ravioli, beef ravioli, beef ravioli, beefaroni, lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, spaghetti and meatballs microwavable cup, jumbo spaghetti and meatballs, mini spaghetti and meatballs, mini spaghetti rings and meatballs. Mini spaghetti rings and meatballs in a cup. Beefaroni. Beefaroni in a microwavable cup. Uh, beef ravioli. Beef ravioli microwavable cup. Mini ravioli. Chicken ravioli. Cheese ravioli. Cheese ravioli and meat sauce. Overstuffed beef ravioli. Overstuffed Italian sausage ravioli. Mini beef ravioli and meatballs. Mini beef ravioli and meatballs microwavable. Mini micro beef ravioli microwavable cup. <laughs> Uh, lasagna in a can and in a microwavable cup. Uh, pasta with chicken and vegetables. Cheesy rice microwavable cup. Spaghetti and tomato sauce. Pasta and butter sauce. Spongebob uh, pasta. Paw Patrol pasta. Mac and cheese in a can. Rice and chicken with vegetables. Chili mac. Oh, the best. Uh, cheesy burger macaroni. Mini ABCs and 123s with meatballs. Mini ABCs and 123s without meatballs. Chicken Alfredo. Mini pasta shells and meatballs. Uh, they have a cheese pizza maker kit, a pepperoni pizza maker kit, a pizza sauce with uh, cheese, and a spaghetti sauce with meat. It's mm-hmm. a lot of good shit. Yeah. For dirt ass cheap, still. I feel like SpaghettiOs is easily in my top five favorite things to eat. Yeah. It's like love in a bowl. That's yeah. it's, it's a very good It just good feels point. like warmth and happiness and comfort. Like it's, you feel it's safe. a refreshing meal. Yep. If you if you if you pair that with like <laughs> a, a glass of like juicy juice fruit punch. Yeah. That's that's it. You know? That's all, all you right. fucking it's need. It's just like it just makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If I'm feeling nauseous, it makes me feel 
you know, less nauseous. If I'm sad, it makes me feel a little happier. Yeah. That's why, like, an iconic, like, 90s commercial is that little girl who tried to get a can of ravioli, and her mom said no, but the can drops off the shelf and follows her all the way home. Because that's true. That's so loud. What is that? That is my dad hosing and not giving one fuck whatsoever what I'm doing in here. Oh. Yeah. I see. Super cool, yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, you know who else has a lot of flavor? Who? It's fucking Fatty, the fat in the box. In 2015, a class action lawsuit was brought against the Chef Boyardee company. Oh no! The lawsuit alleged false advertisement on the part of Chef Boyardee. Their product labels stated that they contained no preservatives, yet they contained citric acid. The plaintiff who filed the class action lawsuit was demanding more than $5 million in damages. The lawsuit was easily dismissed. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're like, come on, dude. Citrus, citric acid naturally citric, fucking that's, exists. That's a natural, yeah. You're Idiot. insane. It hurt nobody. Imagine trying to sue Chef Boyardee. You're a psycho. Yeah. You're a Chef Boyardee dumbass. That's, that's some... <laughs> <laughs> Chef Boyardee don't. Yeah, there you go. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, that's some sociopathic behavior. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Yeah. He tells his roommate, who's literally eating a can of Chef Boyardee, you're like, you're doing, you're suing who? Yeah. Um, Unlike Chef Boyardee, the following brands feature fictitious people. Betty Crocker, Mrs. Butterworth, Aunt Jemima. But some other real people behind brands are Uncle Ben, KFC's Harlan Sanders, Popcorn's Orville Redenbacher, and McDonald's Dick and Mac McDonald. I've never heard of them. Dick and Mac McDonald? Like the owners of McDonald's? Sorry. God. It's okay. This is just a pizza pan situation all over again. I thought... Mm, I thought Ronald McDonald of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's a... That's a real grimace thought of you. It's a real big, big brain grimace thought. I like to think of myself as more of a hamburglar. Yeah, fucking robble robble. God, I love those dudes. <laughs> um, Hector originally grew his trademark mustache to try to make himself look older, as he was generally the youngest cook in the often top-notch restaurants where he worked at. And I mean, That's I guess cute. it worked. Yeah, he's like, you know what? Just gonna grow a thick like, ass stash. I'm so sick of people like making fun of me for being a little kid. I'm gonna grow a mustache. I'll mm-hmm, teach him. Mm-hmm. And it worked. I mean, shit. Look at. It. It's gonna be the best mustache ever. I wanna grow the greatest stash. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty iconic mustache. Yeah, it is. At the time of his death in 1985, the Chef Boyardee line of food products was grossing over half a billion dollar every year. 
Whoa. That's a fucking shitload. Especially mm-hmm. if you consider how much output has that has to be when generally cans are like two for a dollar. It's like stoners alone are like making them all this money. Why does stoners alone sound like a stoner dating site? <laughs> 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 Cost four dollars and twenty cents a month to join. <laughs> stoners alone. Stoners alone. Sign up today. You ever just like for- forget free? that you're lonely lonely? <laughs> Me too, bro. That's why I started stonersalone.com. Are you are you sick of having no one to smoke a bowl with? <laughs> Listen, I'll admit it. It's great to not share your munchies, but sometimes yeah. you just want to clap cheeks. Do you want to finally have someone to puff puff past to? <laughs> that's that's the that's like the Tinder swiping integrated into oh the app. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, are we onto something here or what? Yes, oh, we are. Oh, shit. I think it's hilarious because I don't even smoke weed. So we've just we've just <laughs> if, created... if we really make that happen, it would be stupid as fuck. We just and created probably one of the best things. It would it would do so well. It would do so fucking well. Because listen, I'm sorry, but how many people do you know that like smoking weed is their entire personality? Oh, for sure. For sure. Like a ton. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Wow. Now you have your soulmate. We just fucking created a dating site on the fly. Because you said stoners alone. Stoners alone. The fucking Puff Puff Pass, though. Oh, my God. It's good. All right. We got to talk to our lawyers. Right. We also have to get get lawyers. (laughs) Yeah. It's step one. Get a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There is a statue of Chef Boyardee right outside the headquarters of Conagra Foods, which now owns the, the brand. What? Conagra. I... There's a statue what? of him outside of their headquarters. I feel like you're trying to say Niagara Falls, but you had a stroke. No. C-O-N-A-G-R-A. Conagra. Foods. Conagra. Oh, foods. Yeah. What did That's you think I said? I thought you said... <laughs> I heard Canagra Foos. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like... That's where the foos come and, from. And, and you said it like I was then. supposed to know what you were talking about. And I was like... Uh, Are you sure you don't smoke weed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Um... There is also a statue of him outside the company's plant in Milton. Well, that's cute. Right? It's cute until there's like a, some sort of paranormal thing that all the statues come to life. If a statue's going to come to life, I'd rather it be Chef Boyardee and not one of the others. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It's just like the end scene of Ghostbusters and instead of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, it's a, je- a giant Hector Boyardee. <laughs> Yes. Wow. That's good. That's good. Uh, I don't think I ever realized how fucking hilarious that was. Oh, yeah. Until right now. Yeah. That's definitely That's a stoners alone so conversation. Fucking... Yeah, you're right, it is. Yeah. Like, that scene in Ghostbusters? 
when the Stay Puft man is like alive. Think about how many people had to have died that day, getting splashed with molten fucking marshmallow goo. <laughs> You ever burn your finger on a s'more and you're like, that's the worst thing that'll ever happen to me. Imagine that. Not only that, but also falling from a fucking skyscraper. So if the weight doesn't crush you, the burning fucking molten marshmallow goo will. I hope I die from molten marshmallow goo. Yeah. Yeah. I I want that to be my story. You can make my coffin out of graham crackers. Oh, and I'll wear a my God. tuxedo made of chocolate. And just go to the earth as a s'more. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's the story of Chef Baradi. That's good. It's a good, it's a good story. one. Glad to see he's not a piece of shit. Yes, we needed that. Yeah, we definitely, definitely did. Um,. If you like what you heard and learned, you can do the following. You can follow us on all social media. We're at Toys R Us Podcast across the board. Uh, you can leave us a five-star rating and review anywhere that you can, because it definitely helps. For whatever reason, we're doing really well in Switzerland and Ghana right now. <laughs> so shout out to Switzerland and Ghana. Hi, Ghana. Hi, Ghana. We love you. Um... You can also become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Toys R Us podcast. Until next time, remember that Chili Mac is the best fucking flavor of Chef Boyardee, and I don't want to hear no No, shit. It's not. Look at me. I'm the captain now. (laughs) It is. And remember, you will always be a Toys R Us kid. It is. It's not. It is. Not. It is. Not. Well, guess who edits this? So, even if you said it is or it is not <laughs> after I said it, I'll just edit me to say it first. So You're it sick. It is. <laughs> I'd like to take the time out to thank our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. So, thank you to Jeremy, Jessica, Nicole, Amy, Nicole, Nicole, John, Juanita, Sabrina, Shannon, and Steven. Thanks a bunch, guys. Someone is in this house! It's got a face, but no body. (laughs) Oh, hello. I just dropped in. You go home. Oh, Foster. Lord of Foster. She's... uh... I know. You go to Lux. You eat the spaghetti. You break the chair, you sleep in the bed. Go home to your house. 